Thank you, Professor Ginsburg. Um, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Astana. <laughs> yes, I am Aynur. It's Akiljanov. It's very, very complicated to say. You can say Akiljan. It's very short, my uh, last name. Okay, this is our university. It's a picture was done maybe before my departure here. It's uh, snowing, you could see. It's now minus 20. <laughs> okay, but it's still not so cold. <laughs> okay. Okay, as you know, cardiovascular problem is a very high problem, not only in Kazakhstan, also in other countries. And WHO said it's a burden of this disease was on the first place of mortality and morbidity among all countries. And on the second place is the oncological disorders, also very high rate in Kazakhstan. You could see the 50,000 of breast cancer every year diagnosed, and last 30 years increased mortality due to breast cancer on 30 percentage. And it's, if we say about cardiovascular disorders, it's a high morbidity and becoming more young and young. And now we can say maybe 27 or 20, 30 years old of men have myocardial infarction. And also very active working age people influence on these diseases. Not only in Kazakhstan, maybe also this situation here. This uh, about these problems is very actual. And genetic and environmental factors contribute to human diseases. As you know, it's the genomic factors is very highly implemented, and most of all, it's um, mainly in Mendelian disorders. Might be 100 percentage only one uh, mutation in one gene. Then mitochondrial disorders, uh, chromosome disorders, and cancer and cardiovascular disorders is lying in these complex diseases or complex traits. Another name is multifactorial diseases. If we say about if we say um, about genetic factors, one hundred percentage may be in chromosomal diseases or monogenic diseases, and environmental factors mostly involved in injury, chemical or maybe physical other disorders, maybe vitamin deficiency, and coronary heart disease and other cardiovascular disorders related to other conditions laying between these two conditions. Oh, sorry, <laughs> this is in Russian, but one <laughs> okay. Uh, genetic testing of susceptibility to different diseases was named. It's very highly uh, good and play good impact uh, in uh, health and, and science and in society. And it was uh, saying that in 2008 it was very high um, invention. And in science. And this uh, human genome project was uh, finished in 2003. And from that time, it's this great contribution to the science. And we could now have all of these products of this whole genome project. Expectation was very high that increasing knowledge of genetic basis of disease will eventually lead to personalized medicine. That is to preventive and therapeutic intervention for complex diseases. Uh, tailored to individuals on the basis of their genetic profiles. And genome-based personalized medicine already exists for monogenic disorders. Today also we discussed with Professor Gisbo that here you implemented to other cancer diseases, infectious diseases, uh, these personalized medicine principles. And female, uh, one of the uh, examples of this is that female carriers of BRCA1 and BRCA2 mutations offered biannual mammography screening or provided opportunity for preventive surgery. This is uh, like one of the examples of personalized medicine. If we say about human genetics, we can apply on the two directions. It's a human individual genetics, 
uh, we can do the NOVA screening, then resequencing of target genes and some positions. And human population genetics uh, also might be resequencing, whole exome sequencing or maybe even whole genome sequencing in populations. How can we use all of this data from genome human, um, human genome sequencing in screening and prevention of uh, any conditions, diagnosis of diseases, targeted therapy using pharmacogenetics testing, and prognosing and prediction of risk having any disease in the future. Also, we're trying to use risk assessment models uh, on the sample of breast cancer. For example, it's many models uh, was developed by different uh, research groups in Pennsylvania, in uh, Cambridge University, in other different universities, and they use clinical data, family history, and results of testing to predict uh, how many mutations must be, uh, might be present in the genome, or using this number of mutations and all of this information, how to predict risk to have this disease in the future. Uh, of course, in Kazakhstan, uh, very high concern about um, cost efficiency of this test. They said we have any other problems, and if, and if we do this genetic test, it will be highly uh, expensive, and how we will implement all of these things, and it's a great challenge for us uh, to say for our government that we need to do some genetic testing and uh, for improving our healthcare system. And this is one of the like, not model, but we could say um, one of example. If we do screening by traditional methods, uh, in this case we can estimate uh, of, or maybe evaluate disease in early stages, or maybe in case of uh, if disease already advanced, we can only see uh, symptoms in clinical advanced stage. In case of early stages, cost of uh, government and of health policy will be on screening of disease and cost of this uh, uh, to find um, costs for diagnosis, for some uh, screening methods. Uh, in case of advanced disease, cost will be not only on screening these uh, procedures, but also on treatment. But if we do molecular genetic testing, uh, we could do in young age when no disease, no any disease. And in this case, test uh, will be cost only on this molecular genetic testing. And also we could do in some patients where already disease exists or maybe in early stages, and here cost will be on test plus uh, disease cost. If we say in case of traditional methods, it will be direct cost on diagnosis, hospitalization, treatment, plus indirect cost, and also will be decreasing of life uh, quality of life of these patients, and we can decrease whole this population um, health system and increasing morbidity and mortality of any disease. Uh, as a result of molecular genetic testing, it might be cost for infrastructure, for uh, developing of our genetic laboratories, and cost of prevention strategies. Of course, if we say comparing directly on the one time point, it might be, this part might be more costly, if we say now. But if we say about future, uh, this might be more cost efficiency comparing to these traditional methods, because this morbidity and mortality due to diseases will be increasing. And also this part of uh, diagnosis, molecular genetic test, might be restricted to high-risk groups. These high-risk groups we can evaluate by family histories and by predisposing factors and to other risk stratification groups. 
Uh, in review of uh, Cody from genes to public health, the application of genetic technology to disease prevention was uh, saying about more core functions of public health. It's assessment, policy development, and assurance. In assessment, it must be uh, epidemiological studies. It's one of the, it's here it's uh, some samples. Policy development, when and how genetic tests uh, are to be applied to disease in prevention programs. And assurance, development of public health genetic programs, evaluation of prevention effectiveness, quality, quality assurance. And all of these three main points must be implemented also in Kazakhstan healthcare system. Main factors of effective healthcare system, which we say also in Kazakhstan, it's um, first of all, it must be good legislation, regulation, and <coughs> policy, which will be like basis of this. Then development of infrastructure, technologies, bioinformatics, statistics, genetic labs, which we're trying now to do uh, in Kazakhstan. Then most important is the human resources development. Of course, now we can purchase all of these very expensive uh, core facilities, so we can uh, open laboratories, but human resources is most important. And now uh, we put and implement uh, much efforts and all this, um, a lot of money to educate our young generation. We sent uh, many of our students abroad uh, from 1996, and already maybe 20,000 of our um, young generation generation studied abroad in bachelor degrees and then master courses, PhD courses in different universities in USA, in Germany, in Japan, in France, you know, every, everywhere. We have uh, also one scholarship, Bolashak, it's uh, founded by our president and this covers all, expensive, uh, all expenses of our students for living, for health insurance, for this transportation and for payment for this university, for universities and this our students have a chance to get this uh, high education abroad in one of these <laughs> sitting here and uh, we think that all of this pool of, of young researchers come back to Kazakhstan and can move to increase our science and research uh, field. Then another point is the development of research and scientific knowledge and must be in medicine evidence-based um, scientific knowledge which uh, we can use in developing in our country. We can use experience of all other researchers in the world and gain this experience and results and then implement in Kazakhstan and further developing in Kazakhstan. Then development of organizational structures and interaction system of different level of healthcare. In Kazakhstan, we have primary healthcare, secondary, and tertiary. It means uh, very high level. And it needs this, uh, not vertically, it must be interaction between this uh, primary healthcare, like family clinics, or polyclinics, then uh, diagnostic centers, and this like cardiac surgery center it must be very good interaction between doctors and between healthcare providers and also education system. And another big uh, factor that uh, lead to effective healthcare system <coughs> is information and education. Education of public, education of healthcare providers, and main point education in the point of genetic test, about genetics, about genomics, and how to use all of this information to apply in clinical uh, medicine. And all this together may lead to effective function of healthcare system in Kazakhstan. A uh, little bit about medical genetic service in Kazakhstan was founded in 1979. Uh, in that time, we was part of Soviet Union, 
and it was like one network of medical genetic service. And it was two regional medical genetic cabinets and medical genetic laboratory in that time. Uh, now it's Republic Scientific Research Institute of Obstetrics and Gynecology. Mainly this medical genetic service was uh, uh, focused on monogenic disorders. That's why every time it was nearby obstetric and gynecology. It was one cabinet in this uh, uh, maternal house or somewhere to do this genetic test and to do medical counseling for couples who want to have child and only it was that service in that time. And also now we have 19 medical genetic laboratories. It's uh, 180 physicians and nurses working in this uh, medical genetic service. Then we have genomic laboratories in Institute of Cytology and Genetics in Almaty, the National Center for Biotechnology, Center for Life Sciences in Astana. This is three main genomic laboratories and also planning to open in state medical universities in Almaty, in Karagandi, and other genomic laboratories. It means this begins maybe from 2002 in National Center for Biotechnology 2008, Center for Life Sciences 2011, and this 2011 and 12 maybe. And you could see it's a rapidly increasing number and uh, infrastructure in Kazakhstan trying to open it. Uh, here in this slide, it's a shown interaction, healthcare, education, and providers, and patient. This is a little bit scheme and model how can all of these uh, subjects interact between each other. For example, when patient coming to the physician, physician of primary health care. Uh, in Kazakhstan, we have family clinics. Uh, they work uh, with uh, patients. They have uh, um, estimate risk factors, hereditary factors. They could ask a uh, patient about their family history. They uh, do a physical observation of patient. And if they found any risk factors for any genetic disorders or maybe even cardiac disorders, they could send to medical geneticist. A geneticist will do medical genetic counseling to, uh, to risk uh, um, this uh, genetic risk uh, qualification. Then indicators for molecular, uh, found indications for molecular genetic testing and have informed course from patient and if needed uh, took this uh, blood or any other material for genetic testing and sent for this material for genetic laboratory. Genetic laboratory, which I mentioned before, it might be different. And in genetic laboratory, usually doing genetic testing according to this uh, most uh, prevalent risk factors, maybe cardiac profile, maybe oncological profile, monogenic disorders, or maybe uh, pathology of uh, pregnancy, or uh, maybe uh, fetus, then pharmacogenetic tests, uh, tests, and even might be whole genome or whole exome sequencing. It's dependent on if uh, funds and money will be enough. Then after doing all of these tests, medical geneticists do result interpretation and uh, any inter recommendations for these patients. And together with family doctors, together with physicians of different specialties like cardiologists, neurologists, or tra traumatologists, or even other specialties, they uh, can do individual plan of health for this patient, how to modify modifiable risk factors, and how to uh, choose targeted therapy individually for this individual patient. And which is more important, it must be 
education program for geneticists, medical doctors, and genetical statisticians. Nowadays in Kazakhstan, in uh, medical schools, we have uh, molecular um, biology and genetics in the first grade students. But it's not enough, and it's need to implement some programs, maybe in every grade. If we study cardiology, must be genetics in cardiology. If we study some cycle about oncological disease, must be genetics in oncology. And uh, now we trying to change and implement some hours of uh, this genetic uh, research and studies in these uh, education programs. Uh, from 2005, maybe, we uh, changed our education system for Bologna process and for credit system. Before, it was different uh, type of education. And we have these credits, and we uh, have this cycle of uh, um, some um, this program for every specialty, it must be um, four weeks of cardiology, four weeks of internal medicine, cardiology included in internal medicine, four weeks of surgery, and etc. And we have five years as a basic uh, uh, studies, then two years of uh, internship. Internship, after internship, we have five uh, specialties. It's the general medicine, surgery, obstetrics, pediatrician, and family doctor. And after this, they go to residential to more this uh, more specified uh, specialties, and that's why in every specialty, it's need to include program on genetics and genetical epidemiology and genetical statistics. Uh, all of these issues must be controlled by Ministry of Healthcare and, of course, Ministry of Education and Science. And after risk assessment and interaction model must be feedbacked by all of these subjects. It's just model how can we work together. Uh, personalized medicine, all of you know that it must be clinical data, stable genomics, uh, dynamic genomics uh, mutations or uh, changes that might be uh, found during uh, and appear during lifetime. Transcriptomics, proteomics, metabolomics, phenotyping, all of this analyzed by bioinformatics. And what we can uh, have through personalized medicine that multi-markers, risk profiles, molecular diagnosis of disease, monitoring response, targeted therapy, and of course prognosis and prediction of diseases in human. Uh, this is Collins prognosis, and <laughs> you know everything about this. Uh, in 2010, we have pre-implantation diagnosis. In 2020, it might be cancer treatment, diagnosis and treatment of psychiatric diseases, gene therapy and embryo level. 2030, genetic sequencing before birth. Uh, 2040, <coughs> genomic medicine, knowledge on genetic susceptibility of most diseases before birth preventive medicine, drug development of gene products. Of course, this is only prognosis, but uh, it's depend on us, of all of us, to make sure how this prognosis might be true or not. But what we have now, this personalized medicine may not be reality, but the potential of recent genetic advances are clear. All of these things which we already have, and of course, uh, some of them also we have in Kazakhstan, and it's, uh, we can do all of these uh, genetic tests for monogenic disorders and trying to do now for complex genetic traits. And here I want to show a slide of Professor Ginsburg, which he showed us in, in his uh, presentation during our conference in Nazarbayev University, making genomic and personalized medicine reality, what mu uh, must be done. First of all, it's biobanking, then genomic technologies developing, 
informatics, biostatistics, and decision making. And uh, about biobanking in Kazakhstan, we no, now nowadays we have uh, separate. Uh, for example, every laboratory has their own biobank, and they're working. Every researcher working with this. For example, I have my projects, and I collected samples, and I have small databases about every this project. It's uh, like separated form. And this National Cardiac Surgery Center, we begin to do national registry of cardiac arrhythmias. All information about patients in 16 regions of Kazakhstan about uh, having cardiac arrhythmias. And also we're trying to uh, do a biobank of uh, tissues and uh, DNA samples for these patients. And of course, we have uh, uh, information database for uh, it, it named National Registry for Monogenic Disorders. We already have from 2000 here. All these monogenic disorders in uh, children, they collected in this national database. And we have also statist medical statistics department in Ministry of Health Care. Also, they have information. But about tissues and uh, um, DNA is not yet. That's why we need to implement this point. Then genomic technologies, we're trying to implement it, and we buy. And But in this case, we said the main point is human resources. Who will work and who will uh, do all of these things on this very expensive apparatus. And informatics is also a very big issue for Kazakhstan. We need to uh, have uh, many specialists in bioinformatics, specialists in statistics. And uh, if we have this uh, genomic technologies, it must be very highly developed informatics. And decision making, it's, it means about policy, about legislation, about regulation, and everything. And here, few more slides about our Nazarbayev University. All of these things before maybe not be a reality, but now we developed new university, and this new university is very modern, and it's unique because it's different from our other universities, which was based on post-Soviet uh, time. Uh, this university was founded only in 2010, it's very young and uh, founded by Kazakhstan president, Nazarbayev, Nursultan, and that's why the name Nazarbayev University. And by this font of Nazarbayev also, except this university, it was program for 100 schools and 100 clinics. It's this program from 2007. Yeah? From 2007, we were already in regions uh, uh, constructed this 100 schools, and they are every school and every clinic modern and have this very highly equipped with modern facilities. And this university is uh, one of them. <coughs> we aim to become a globally recognized teaching and research institution. Primary goal to equip the country's students to complete globally by integrating teaching, research, and industrial and clinical application of science. Two unique features of Nazarbayev universities, academic freedom and institutional independence are legally sanctioned. Each of these of its schools and research centers will work with an international academic partner. For example, for medical school will be academic partner at Duke University. National uh, legislation to support research and education. Uh, now our government pay a lot of attention for science and to increasing education and science in Kazakhstan. National research priorities areas is energy research, innovative technologies in processing of raw materials and products, information and telecommunication technologies, life sciences, basic research in humanities and other research fields. 
national research councils in relevant priority areas it's created by this time and three streams of research funding in last year we have a new uh, law about science and by about funding of research is a basic funding then grant funding and program target funding uh, basic funding is a specific infrastructure and property support salaries and, uh, grant funding support research programs which we can apply maybe once or twice a year then program target funding to resolve strategic challenges for example we have big program about cardiovascular resources in kazakhstan or big program about healthy aging and big program about regenerative medicine this is a program funded nazarbayev university research centers we have uh, five research centers is a center for life sciences where we're working the national medical holding clinical research centers it means uh, we have six clinics uh, they are very new modern and we, we equipped with very modern um, facilities and modern this uh, uh, techniques and one of them national center for cardiac surgery this is a six clinics of uh, Nazarbayev University then Center for Energy Research Interdisciplinary Engineering Center and Center for Educational Policy Research uh, now we have 19 research projects supported by Ministry of Education and Science it means that seed funding for this we have uh, a one-year block grant for it is 12 million US dollars annually to continue for the next two years first step is to complete the government research grants uh, it's uh, f funding it's very highly and uh, we have a uh, board of trustees uh, and president not president uh, prime minister he is uh, chief of this board of trustees and uh, uh, working on the this Nazarbayev University is uh, governed by this board of trustees and what challenges selecting priorities for research funding issues internal peer review process infrastructure development and building a competence center for life sciences it's uh, also very young established in december 2010 and private entity owned by nazarbayev university our mission to discover new knowledge about the nature and behavior of living organisms and to apply that knowledge to improve quality of life longevity and reduce burden of diseases vision to improve the quality of life health and longevity through the practical implementation of modern advances in biomedical science and clinical practice as well as the establishment of sustainable scientific and legal structures for a competitive biomedical industry with a subsequent contribution to diversification of the kazakhstan economy this our life sciences center what scientific direction one scientific direction is a personalized medicine genomics and global health Another is regenerative medicine, bioengineering, and artificial organs, tissue bioengineering, transplantation <coughs> medicine, innovative cell technology, and translational medicine and healthy aging. These main research fields which are working in health uh, center for uh, life sciences. We said about this developing personalized and genomic medicine, and it might be real, uh, reality if we do like this uh, integration and working in this Nazarbayev University. If we say by Victor Zhao, this basic discovery, translation, clinical research, translation and adoption, local and global health developing, including these parts. In Nazarbayev University, for example, Center for Life Sciences, 
including further we will develop for Institute of Personalized and Regenerative Medicine, Institute of Translational Medicine, then together working with national medical holding clinics, national medical holding clinical research centers, it's uh, six, and also we can collaborate with other medical hospitals in the regions, then we can, uh, in Life Sciences Center, Institute of Translational Medicine and Global Healthcare. All of this can interact between each other. And in 2014, we want to open Nazarbayev University School of Medicine together with Duke University, which will include basic science curriculum and PhD programs, clinical science curriculum, residency, and continuous <coughs> medical education in these uh, medical uh, holding facilities. Then clinical science curriculum, healthcare management program, uh, and in this translation of medicine, we want to apply these uh, clinical trials and multidisciplinary research centers. And all of this might be useful for developing personalized medicine clinic and personalized medicine in Kazakhstan. Uh, here in this slide, I want to show you our partners. A main strategic partner for developing uh, genomic and personalized medicine is uh, Duke University. University in uh, clinical uh, developing and also in genomic and personalized medicine. Also, we have our partners in uh, Korea, it's Ilchun Genome Medicine Institute in national, Seoul National University, then BGI in Shenzhen and Hong Kong. Uh, then our projects about longevity and uh, global health with NIH, with NIH, and uh, this. Um, Personalized Medicine and Genomic Research, uh, Medical University of Graz in Austria. Then in Kazakhstan, it's National Center for Biotechnology. We are working together. Then National Medical Holding. Then Columbia University, also one of our partners. And other partners, which were not listed in that slide, for life sciences partners is uh, Pittsburgh University. Pittsburgh University mostly strategic partner for developing regenerative medicine, cellular technologies, and artificial organs. Then what, I don't list it, National Cancer Center uh, of Japan, then Cancer Intelligent Care Systems in Hiroshima University. Kyoto University also not listed here. We want to uh, develop our cancer research. And also some pharmaceutical companies together to, uh, to do with them these uh, clinical trials. Uh, yesterday you asked me about some pictures of Kazakhstan. I, I want to uh, finalize my report about Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan not only minus 20, not only cold country. <laughs> we have very unique, uh, we have four seasons and we have all different uh, climate zones from these high mountains through these valleys, steppes, and deserts. We have lakes, we have uh, one sea, we have river, and what else? We have different type of animals and birds and plants. And uh, also we have whole table of Mendeleev, or maybe you don't know by name, but it's a periodical table. And we have all of these chemicals in Kazakhstan, gold, uranium, uh, aluminum, everything. Uh, this is a beautiful lake, it's localized in Almaty region. Almaty region has high mountains, it's, uh, it's a Tanzan and Alatau mountains is coming. These also mountains uh, near, uh, it's also Almaty region, but it's uh, near Xinjiang, it's a uh, Uyghur region. We said uh, we have like this uh, picture, is a uh, uh, canyon, Charin, Charin, 
Charinsky Canyon is named Charin Canyon. And this is, uh, yesterday I told you about poppies. <laughs> now, we have this wild poppies in South Kazakhstan. It's very beautiful in spring. When you go by our very slowly train, you could see everything like this. <laughs> it will be very, very beautiful. Well, this is the view of our hills uh, with these poppies and this uh, sheep. Kazakhstan people very like to eat meat, horse and sheep, that's why it's very common. This is a view of uh, East Kazakhstan region. It's also mountains and hill, and you could see this in summer region. This is winter, winter mountains, and this is, uh, we have a skate, uh, open skate in Almaty in high mountains, maybe on the level 2000, or the highest in the world is open air skating. Well, this is in Almaty. Maybe next time when you will come, you could go <laughs> to Almaty to see it. Yeah, very beautiful winter, <laughs> not dangerous. Welcome to Astana. In Astana, one of the symbols is uh, Baitirek, symbolizing this uh, tree. And on the tree is uh, some uh, legend bird, some rook, that have a nest. And this net is uh, like a world on the tree. And inside we have restaurants and sightseeing on uh, 360 degrees. And we have this Nazarbayev hand uh, <laughs> implementation. When you put your hand in, you will have your desire in your mind, all your desire will be true. <laughs> and this is our, like, uh, White House. <laughs> it's Ak Orda, name Ak Orda. Uh, Ak is a white, Orda is a place where sitting uh, government or maybe you know about Golden Ord, about Mongolian tribes. It's Orda is a name uh, like uh, place where sitting of this president, if translated from Kazakh language. This uh, Ak Orda and this is our parliament, Senate and Majlis, two palace. This view of Astana, it's buildings, it's night of view. This, we have a river, Ishim, and this is our embankment. It's summertime. <laughs> this is much, a little bit here icy, but uh, here also uh, before New Year. And all this view of Astana, you can play chess. Okay. This also very beautiful <laughs> sky, it was interesting, and also in, near Baitirek in Astana. And we have our strange statues. <laughs> Many statues in this, uh, our um, square is Vodno-Zelenoy uh, Boulevard, what a green boulevard, we said. <laughs> yes, it's many statues like this. And our children inside of these walls. And new generation, it must be in Kazakhstan, new generation of scientists. <laughs> Thank you for your attention. Okay. Questions? diagram with uh, communication between primary care and then genetic counselors and mm -hmm. patient and, and mm -hmm. uh, specialists. How, mm -hmm. uh, one of the things we challenge, are challenged with is having a unified system to tie all that together. Is there an underlying electronic medical record? Do you have team meetings? What are your thoughts about getting that left side of the, or excuse me, the right side the, of the diagram? This one. Because it looks like a lot of information feeds back to the ministry too. So how do you do you have a unified system or a process that allows you to communicate with specialists in primary care? Mm. Is it electronic means? Is it face-to-face -face meetings? How do you... Now, do you do uh, now we're implementing this electronic system in healthcare uh, 
I mean, in health clinics everywhere. Uh, and one of the uh, examples is the National Cardiac Surgery Center. We're implementing these electronic records of patients, and then all other hospitals also can uh, reach these electronic records and could add any information through IDs. And uh, we're trying to do maybe all the way in Kazakhstan. Now it's only in Almaty, Astana, and big uh, regional uh, centers. Uh, not everywhere, but uh, maybe in future it will be everywhere. No, so far we have only these paper, paper records, but we have uh, conference and we have communication between these doctors. And uh, now we're making, um, like we say, master, master class. It's a like, set of lectures for our doctors and for our primary health care to uh, educate them about this uh, genetics, genomics, and to increase uh, their knowledge about uh, this part. And also, these uh, six medical holding research centers, research and clinical work comes together. <coughs> it means clinicians can do research work, and they uh, they work together with its primary uh, primary level of healthcare system. They're working together. This is the integration, and that's why uh, I can say this might be working. And for example, laboratories we work not ourselves only. We uh, directly interact with these all uh, medical clinics, not only in Astana, also with other cities. And uh, about this part, medical schools, they also take g great part and have great implementation to developing all this interaction. Uh, we have six state medical schools, it's named medical universities, and uh, one of them in Astana, one in Almaty, uh, one in Simei, uh, then Aktobe and uh, Karaganda. Uh, these six schools is divided by regions of Kazakhstan. But in the center of Kazakhstan, in south of Kazakhstan, in west, in east Kazakhstan, we have these medical schools. And all of these medical universities have their own research priorities, but uh, then interact together with us, with Nazarbayev University, with medical holdings. This is the model, we should say. But Ministry of Healthcare, they uh, yesterday you said that he is no like Minister of uh, Health Care doing everything like under umbrella of this. We uh, all medical research and uh, clinics belongs to this Ministry of Health Care. And Ministry of Health Care provides some programs of developing strategy of it's named Salamatta Kazakhstan is uh, like uh, healthy <coughs> Kazakhstan or healthy population of Kazakhstan was implemented, and we do under the umbrella of this Ministry of Health Care. And all research uh, science belongs to Ministry of Education and Science. And Mini Ministry of Education and Science and Ministry of Health Care also have interaction between each other. They have both giving grants and funds for doing this research work in this field. Mm. Okay. It, seems, it seems like one of the, the biggest challenges in Europe as well to, to introduce an Deciding whether to introduce a genetic test or a genomic test or something like that is, is, is figuring out whether it's doing anything useful on a population basis. Um, do you have any way of kind of keeping track of that? So once you introduce a test, you kind of know how much money's been spent on it, how much is it helping? Do you have any sense of This is the problem to implement these genetic tests in practice. And it's a Still, it's very expensive in Kazakhstan because we have no our companies is producing these reagents and these tests in Kazakhstan area, and we need to ex import and to buy all of these things. 
and through customs it's become maybe five times more expensive. That's why implementation into practice is a very great challenge for us. But we're still trying to implement and to try to do our own genetic tests. For example, for pharmacogenetics tests, in National Center for Biotechnology, we're trying to do genetic tests for viral diseases with, uh, to estimate viral load, or to estimate uh, viral load, for example, during uh, kidney transplantation, or HLA system genetic tests we want to do. And we work with certain clinics to implement this in one clinic. And maybe if we work, we will further we'll spread to another clinic also. And we use this our project money to do all of these things. And then maybe in future, we can, uh, some companies may be interested or not. Because this commercialization of our pro projects now we trying to do to find some ventures or to do some companies to producing it, but still, it's only only beginning for us. So um, I wanted to um, give uh, Makabata also some time to tell us about the um, cardiovascular uh, research program. Um, uh, I will be here for two weeks, so hopefully there will be some chances for some of you to have an interaction with her, but um, uh, Makabata is leaving tomorrow, so um, <laughs> I'm going to uh, see if I can find uh, First, I'm sorry. I report a uh, mixed language, Russian and uh, English, <laughs> because I'm worried. Um, and uh, Ainura helped me. Okay. Mm, um, Ainura сначала рассказала, вернее, рассказала о своем проекте, потом о Назарбаев университете. Я немножко хочу рассказать о нашем центре. She wants to say about her projects in National Medical Coding and about National Cardiac Surgery Center. National Medical Coding is the clinical base of Nazarbayev University. Он имеет шесть центров. In this National Medical Coding, six centers. Нейрохирургия, нейросюжеры, интенсивкея. Uh, rehabilitation for child, uh, health uh, mother and child, and uh, diagnostic center, and our cardio surgery national center. We opened uh, one month ago. Uh, we knew and young link, uh, and um, we uh, have uh, three major uh, branch of cardiology: non-invasive cardiology, cardio surgery, and. Uh, Interventional cardiology, and um, uh, uh, we have uh, uh, adult and uh, child department and uh, outpatient uh, care, and uh, um, we have uh, six uh, operations room and uh, four uh, cat lab laboratory, uh, two cat lab laboratory for coronary disease, uh, one B plan, and uh, one uh, electrophysiology laboratory for arrhythmia patients. And our specialists, they were trained in all countries of the world, and so we have a very good team, because our specialists, they are 
studied and trained in different countries abroad, and now we are working together with this national center for cardiac surgery. We have uh, about uh, 100 doctors, uh, 300 uh, nurses, and uh, uh, our staff are about uh, 500 uh, people in our center. And our uh, center is the main one in Kazakhstan on today's day. National Center for Cardiac Surgery is uh, coordinating all cardiac surgery centers in the region. Мы имеем три уровня оказания помощи, вот о которых ты говорила. Это первый уровень, это э, центры, которые... Ну, наверное, надо начать не с этого, что мы начали программу развития службы кардиологической всего четыре года назад. В каждом регионе у нас их 16. Первый уровень – это вот как раз вот эти все региональные центры. Второй уровень – это четыре центра, которые работают в Астане и в Алмате. Где делаются более сложные операции, чем... И два, третий уровень – это два центра наши. Которые задача все новые технологии трансформировать из мирового сообщества, освоить их и перевести в регионы. Ну и перед тем, как начать свое уже непосредственное выступление, я хочу рассказать клинический случай. Когда мы открылись, первый пациент, который умер в нашем центре, он умер. Он умер через несколько часов после того, как нам поступил. Это был мужчина молодой, 42 лет, у которого был очень выражен атеросклероз коронарных артерий. И мы не могли сделать ему ни коронарное шунтирование, ни ангиопластику, ни стентирование. У него был выраженный синдром гиперкоагуляции. И единственное, что его отличало от двух старших братьев, это то, что он умер у нас в центре. А те два брата умерли дома. И в этой семье из четырех братьев остался сегодня живой только один, 
And in this family, we have four brothers. Only uh, youngest one brother is still alive. Я думаю, что вот как раз персонализированная генетика, как это геномная медицина, она призвана как раз дать нам возможность проводить раннее выявление заболеваний, потому что третье поколение в этой семье еще не имеет никаких симптомов болезни. Это вот один из тех проектов, которые мы начинаем по кардиоваскулярным заболеваниям. Today I'd like to tell you about the research project which uh, is uh, conducted by our center with the support of National Medical Hon Holding and Nazarbayev University particularly about the genetic studies of patients at um, high risk for sudden cardiac death and with ventricular arrhythmias of the heart and patients with atrial fibrillation. We started the research this year and plan uh, to conduct uh, it within uh, five years. Sorry. Today, the problem of sudden cardiac death is spread around the world. Its various markers are being studied nowadays. Last year, in the Lancet magazine, the article by Ivan Ashley was published. The article was about a young man with no structural heart disease who had three genes associated with high risk for sudden cardiac death that were found in uh, his genome by the genetic analysis. At the uh, 58th uh, scientific session of American College of Cardiology in uh, 2009, the role of genetics in uh, identifying uh, those patients who might be at greatest risk of uh, sudden cardiac death was discussed. Your colleagues from Duke University published result, result, results of the research of variants of genes of black people at high risk for, cardi uh, for sudden cardiac death. One of the most common cardiac arrhythmias is adrenal fibrillation, which prevalence uh, is approaching uh, to epidemic proportions. For the last uh, 15 years, the research of molecular basis of atrial fibrillation were focused on three major directions. The study of uh, structure and uh, functions of iron channels, uh, the search uh, for mutations, and the study of particular features of gene expression. In epidemiological study of more than uh, 600,000 male individuals uh, held at the Boston University School of Public Health, it was discovered that white men have a greater risk of atrial fibrillation. The major conclusion of this study was that variants in genetic or environment factors might underline these ethnic differences. Epidemiological studies of the frequency of sudden cardiac death and fibrillation of atrials and the analysis of various genetic markers of different ethnic groups were never conducted in Kazakhstan. 
Therefore, the primary objective of our research project is to study the frequency of occurrence and genetic markers of sudden cardiac death and atrial fibrillation of Kazakhstan patients. In order to study the occurrence frequency of sudden cardiac death and atrial fibrillation, a registry involving all 16 uh, regions of Kazakhstan has been started. Patients from this uh, registry will be selected for our study. These are the patients diagnosed with ventricular arrhythmias with normal heart structure with uh, long QT syndrome, Brugada syndrome, short QT syndrome, early repolarization disease, catecholaminergic polymorphic ventricular tachycardia, cardiomyopathy with and without ventricular arrhythmia, coronary heart disease with and without ventricular arrhythmia, atrial fibrillation, idiomatic to coronary, uh, idiopathic to coronary heart disease. Three uh, stages of study. Stage uh, one, preparative work. Uh, epidemiologic database collection of patients with ventricular arrhythmias and atrial fibrillation in Kazakhstan. Collection of general information. Registry work of study, protocol study, team building and training. Patient selection. Confirmation of diagnosis. Creating uh, patient database. Stage two, fundamental. Further development of the database carrying out genetic studies. And stage three, analysis, database analysis and uh, development of standard uh, of effective and modern evaluation of patients at high risk of sudden cardiac disease. Such as partners, uh, Center for Genomic Medicine, Duke University, Institute for Genomic Sciences, Policy, Duke University, University Hospital in Graz, Austria, uh, Beijing Genomic Institute, China. Anticipated uh, results, evolution of uh, possible uh, predispositions, uh, genetic markers in patients at high risk for hardening cardiac disease and atrial fibrillation in uh, Kazakhs and other representatives of ethnics living in Kazakhstan. The major uh, goal of the research is to prevent sudden uh, heart death and uh, atrial fibrillation. And uh, I'd like to end my presentation with a quote by Dr. Gordon Tomasel that is uh, relevant to the patients with sudden heart death and uh, possibly to all of us. We often don't get a second uh, bite of the apple. Thank you.